This is Leslie. And this is Liam. And we are trading money stress for real happiness. You are listening to Seeds, a 15-minute debrief on young people's common money challenges. Every episode will bring someone new to the table to plant a foundational seed on how to grow our wealth and unlock our ideal lifestyles. We are so, so glad you're here. And today we're joined by George, also in Chicago currently, and we're so excited to have him on the podcast as he's actually fully transitioned to running his own business uh, from working full time with us. I mean, selfishly, we're glad to be talking to him again, but so, so happy to have him on the pod to drop some nuggets for you guys. Yeah, George, we wanted to ask you, you know, our podcast is focused on planting the seed to help trade money stress for real happiness. What does happiness mean to you and how are you using finances to get there? Hey guys, um, I guess first of all, before I even answer that, I just want to say how excited I am to be here and just be chatting with Woo! you guys. And to answer your question, that's a, that's a pretty deep one, huh? Um, <laughs> what is <laughs> going straight for the deep questions. So for me, I think of happiness a little bit differently. Um, for me, I, I understand that happiness is an emotion, right? So like I've actually, I'm someone who's very emotionally aware and very self-aware. I practice meditation often. So I see happiness as something that's very transient, right? So like without sadness or without any of the quote unquote negative emotions, you don't really get happiness. So for me as a person, I used to be someone who's like, oh, you want to be in pursuit of happiness. You always want to be happy. Happiness is the goal. But for me, it's like, I've gotten to understand that and hopefully I'm still answering the question. Um, joy is the thing that I look for now. And mm. the clear distinction between the two and what I've, what I've learned through my research and just like reflections is that happiness is transient and joy is more permanent. It's kind of a way of being, right? It's like you can be joyful even through the tougher times. And for me, that's now what I not even aim to have or feel because like you can't really chase after emotion because it's, it's always just transient, but it's just... I'd rather be at peace and joyful. Um, and in terms of how am I using my finances to get there, I know like the opposite of not having finances <laughs> would definitely not bring me joy. Right? Um, so in terms of how am I using my finances to get there, like for me, I am not someone who's very material- materialistic. And there's nothing wrong with it. If, if anyone is, that's totally okay. Um, but for me, it's it's a matter of how can I get the freedom that I want um, and freedom in terms of time freedom, place freedom, people freedom, as in like working whenever I want to work, wherever I want to work with whoever I want to work. And also most importantly, like thing, like in terms of like, what do I want to spend my time on? Mm. So all of those things that provide me with a tremendous amount of joy, because I think that's ultimately the point of living. Right. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's how I help use my finances and why I care about my financial health so much. Mm. Nice. George, Honestly, I missed you. I know, <laughs> man. And, and what, a, what an interesting thought too on just the distinction between happiness and joy and what we are all really striving for. Um, mm-hmm. George, I'm so curious to hear how that philosophy translates to your business. Um, and specifically because a listener that wrote in today had asked about, you know, how can I actually make this full-time startup, full-time entrepreneurial venture a real thing? So they, they wrote in and said, you know, I want to put my money into starting a business. 
and I'd ideally like to do that business full-time while pursuing other hobbies. Is this even feasible, both with the amount of time I might have on my hands and with making enough money to cover my expenses? I know I'm young, so I don't want to get caught in a pipe dream. Um, so, so relevant for all of us being on the pod right now that are involved in some kind of small business or some kind of startup. Um, but George, what are your like initial thoughts on how you bring that that mindset that you have to starting your business and, and how has it been going so far? <laughs> um, it's been going well. It's been going, I mean, well, so in terms of business, it's something that's very interesting, right? And um, so, <laughs> I know it's a hard is, question. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, so I guess first and foremost, I want to pre- like preface it with the fact that starting a business, starting any business, it's, very distinct from a hobby, right? So like a hobby is something that you can do um, that that just like whatever gives you joy, whatever elicits curiosity, whatever makes you feel warm inside, like do that. Um, <laughs> but when it comes to starting a business, it's a different ball game. It's almost, you want to think of it as a sport, right? Mm. So I think where a lot of people got, get caught up is that um, the main way I, I like to think of it is that there are a couple ways for for people to, traditionally start businesses so like one of the traditional ways is like people find something they're naturally curious about it pulls them right it's like oh man like i really want to explore this like what if i could make ice cream um sweeter but also with lower calories like what if i just want to make that for myself right and then they come across this opportunity that that ends up turning into a business it's like oh wow other people want it as well that's fascinating okay let me explore that right Mm. or you have the alternative route where it's like all right, I want to start a business because I want it to be a vehicle for me to get to where I want to be in life, right? Um, with that aspect, it's a little more intentional. Like, you go into it with the intention of starting a business. You know you know what the goal is, right? So, like, the ideal outcome is there. So, that's the kind of path that I took. And for me, before I give any advice ever, I want to preface it with that, the fact that the amount of things that I, and this is something I, I adopt from Ray Dalio because I firmly believe, the amount of things that I I don't know will always be more than that of what I do know, right? So, like, take that with a grain of salt and Mm -hmm. also reflect for yourself what is true for you, right? Like, understand your context first. Like, your context is king. So, whatever I say may not be applicable to you depending on your context. Mm. But in terms of um, wanting to start a business (laughs) full-time, I actually, I've been studying Elon Musk lately, and um, one of the things that he had said in one of his interviews with actually the i think the khan academy headquarters or just with the founder of khan academy was that (laughs) the conversation he had with his founder uh not his founder one of his friends was that starting a business it's kind of like staring into an abyss and then chewing onto glass (laughs) oh my gosh like that's that's literally what he said and he, he elaborated on it right and um, the reason as to why I bring that up is because I want to, I want to really ideally try to ground people and save people some of the heartache and un- letting people understand like what building a business actually is. It's not, it's not the romanticized, like raising around funny. It's not the, the crazy profits, the, the Lamborghini, like in a, in three months, it's not, it's not like any of those things where it's like things magically appear for you and you manifest things into the reality. It's like, it takes like, I'm not going to swear, but it takes a, a ton, a ton, a ton of work, mm-hmm. right? So before you even embarking on the journey, like you really want to prep yourself for what, what it is you want to get in yourself 
for, right? It's like, why are you doing it? Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't give it enough consideration to because in those scenarios, when people decide to start a hobby and then try to turn it into a business, that's when, that's when it fumbles, right? Because mm. not everyone's meant to be a business owner and it's okay. And not everyone's meant to be an entrepreneur because it requires a specific higher level of pain tolerance and um, just like risk tolerance, right? So I think if you have identified that what it is you're looking to start is worthy of you taking on that pain and being willing to put in amount of that amount of effort that is needed for that to succeed, that's when you go all in, right? Mm. Um, and in terms of wanting to do a business full time while pursuing other hobbies, it's definitely feasible, right? So like it all comes down to how you manage your time and how you prioritize the things you care about and what, what do you care about the most, right? Um, so I can only say from my perspective that when it comes to starting my business, I initially chose option two, right? Um, which is what I was mentioning before. It's like I started my business with the intention of having a better life, right? Like wanting to do something I want to do. Like I wanted to answer the question, George, what would you want to do if money didn't exist? I just wanted to answer that question. So for me, like this whole time, it's just been me answering that question. Um, every single endeavor that I had taken on is just me answering that question. It's like me coming through obstacles, me finding solutions to the obstacles, me falling over again. And repeat mm-hmm. that process. It's just me finding the answers to that question. Like, what would I want to do if money didn't exist, right? And mm-hmm. for me, my business happens, and I think it applies for a lot of people, um, business is typically a reflection of the owner, the entrepreneur, right? It's like, it's, it's a combination of the entrepreneur's values it's uh, their skill set um their character it's like all of it right so like for me i help gym owners and i my goal is just and intention is always to change people's lives through fitness because fitness did the same thing for me right and i just want to do that at scale and Mm. in the process of me starting my business like it's a vehicle for me that i can see is worthy of my suffering of worthy of my effort worthy of my frustration and all of which are inevitable uh, for the success of any business and in this process I will get to become a lot better and step into who I want to become while fulfilling a mission that I deeply care about right like I literally wake up in the morning at like 5 a.m thinking about it like this morning mm-hmm. um, so I'm gonna pause right there and see if you guys yeah. <laughs> see if that answered any questions or like if if there are any follow up questions you guys have. Loaded. I I do have a question, George. Tie yeah. it back to what the listener was asking about with, um, with is this feasible, right? Do I have the amount of time to do my full time job, um, and you know enough money, enough resources, enough time being one of the biggest resources to one cover living expenses and then also making this what you did. So George, you, you made that transition from a, a full-time corporate job where you had your business on the side and then you went all in on your business. Can you talk about the timing of that? You know, I'm sure you considered expenses. I'm sure you considered projected revenues. I'm sure you considered what your paycheck was now versus what it won't be when you discontinue working in corporate. Um, can you talk more about when you just felt that was right and feasible? Yeah, yeah. Um, to, so to get really tactical about it, I think 
in terms of feasibility, um, once again, like context is king, right? So like what's feasible for one specific business model for one specific person may not be feasible for another person, right? So it's always relative. And like for me, the way I gauge feasibility is that you want to, it's good to be optimistic, but you always want to be realistic, right? So like in terms of having your finances in control, like you always have to have an idea of, all right, how much does it take for you to survive, right? Like on a monthly basis. Like for me, mm. it was say X amount, right? And in order for me to actually, for me, I set, I set safeguards for myself because I didn't want this to be a rash decision. And I don't have the luxury to be frank, right? Like I, I come from a family of immigrants. Like I don't really have a home base. So I don't really have anything to fall back on and I can't afford to put on additional pressure on my siblings or my mom. So for me, like the, the decision-making process that I went through to safeguard myself from making rash choices was I had two conditions that I had to follow. Um, number one, I had to have six months of runway as in, mm. all right, so my monthly expenses times that by six, right? So I have to have that in my bank account. So I know like, all right, if all goes to hell, I have six months, not even counting the credit cards that I have to be able to survive. So like that at least alleviates some of the pressure that I have. And number two, like for me, my, my original condition was that I have to have replaced my side hustle. Uh, mm -hmm. I have to have replaced my income. Um, for my full-time job with my side hustle for back-to-back -back months. So yeah. I know that it wasn't a fluke, right? Ultimately, when I did decide to make the jump, I, I met condition number one, but I didn't meet condition number two. Mm -hmm. But the, I dug deeper, right? So like for me, I, I thought deeper about, all right, why did I set the condition number two? It was because it, that was an arbitrary condition that was set for myself for me to feel better about the fact that if I were to leave, things would go all right. I need that mm. certainty, right? So like, mm -hmm. I need that certainty that like, okay, if I, then at that point, if my side hustle, which I love, love, love to do, is already making me more than my full-time job, then that becomes a no-brainer. Then why am I not doing that, right? But I ended up making the leap before then because I just, like, serious thing happened to the point where it led me to understand, like, now I have a hundred, like not a hundred percent, very high certainty that this is going to work and mm -hmm. very quickly mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. very well. Um, and once I had met that condition, like in that way, which was the root reason as to why I set the condition in the first place, I gave myself permission to do it. Right. So in terms of feasibility for anyone that's considering starting a business full time, really analyze like how much, how much money it takes for you to to actually be able to leave your full-time job that's mm -hmm. that's first but even before that really uh, really dig into your business why you're starting it and like <laughs> and why you're starting it <laughs> right yeah. like yeah. like like seriously like like why are you starting it and does your business actually and this is why 99 percent of the business fail is because majority of businesses that are started it's not started with the intention of providing value by solving a specific problem that they know only they can solve best right that's the problem right so like most people when they start a business like oh i think this will be fun oh my god this is such a cool idea right it's like but ideas are cheap execution is hard it's expensive right? right so it's like anyone can come up with an idea but in reality like if you want to start a business like what you have to first focus on is like all right what how big of a problem are you solving mm -hmm. right like like what yeah. problem is that right and then once you solve that problem like if you know you've solved the problem, if you know you're the only person that's able to solve the problem, hell, like maybe maybe completely disregard all the financial safeguards. Like if you know an opportunity that you can, that only you can do, 
jump. Yeah. <laughs> right? And, and that's always, then going back to my saying, like, context is king. Um, that's something you have to know for yourself. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I feel like we really planted the seed on this topic of, of side hustles and, um, and kind of, you know, is it feasible to create your own business, right? While having distractions of maybe a full-time job and family and other things. But I want to make sure our listeners know that this seed could blossom, grow, and otherwise inspire their own wealth journey. So, um, Leslie, I want to ask you in particular, do you have any actionable takeaways to help these seeds become plants? Yes, definitely. And I feel like there were so many incredible gems that George dropped this episode. Uh, For me, I think the biggest one is in answering the question of feasibility uh, is really the the mental maturity that it takes to run a business. Um, I mean, I can definitely attest to that with with CWC and Seeds itself. And then also just hearing George transition from being uh, in his full-time role and then into his new full-time role as as CEO (laughs) of his own company, Uh, that mental toughness really needed is one of the biggest ways that you can really measure how feasible it may be. And then once you do that, uh, get the numbers out, as we love to suggest on the pod, Liam, and uh, and really see, okay, what does that six months look like? What does three months look like? What, what do I really need from a numbers perspective? That, that's for me, Liam, but curious to hear your takeaways too. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I, I think the feasibility thing is the biggest thing, but also how unique it is to everybody. George reiterated that a few times for us. You know, it's going to be expenses are made different for each person. Time is going to be different for each person. Um, I did come across a, a Yahoo Finance article um, that was published a few months ago. And up to nearly half of Americans have a side hustle now. Um, wow. So I don't necessarily need to think of it so binary of, oh, okay, that means they have a full-time job and a side hustle. Mm-hmm. No, actually, 51% of those folks only have a part-time job and their side hustle. Um, mm. So there's creative ways to go about it to think about that feasibility. Okay, maybe I need a little bit more of a paycheck. I know um, Lyft and Uber have been monumental in helping people do that with some flexibility. So figure out what's feasible to you, but it doesn't have to be so, okay, full-time job or am I out? Okay, maybe it's just a part-time job. Mm. Um, or maybe it's going all in like George did, right? Um, but, but anyway, I, I, I'm sad to wrap this topic for now. I know, you know, we want to take a moment to celebrate an incredible real growth moment from another one of our listeners. Wow. Um, she's actually a client also, um, of our coaching at CWC and, uh, she, she gave a little shout out and wanted to share a little story. Um, she said, thanks so much for helping me get my finances under control in an easy and, underst- and understandable way. And she said, if you're like me and one, have a spending problem, two, have no idea what to do about your student debt, three, are pretty scared about messing up your finances because you're young and know nothing, <laughs> reach out <laughs> to Commonwealth Coaching. <laughs> and we love this review. Um, she's a listener and somebody that we work very closely with um really enjoyed working 
working with this individual, but just really happy to get that feedback. It's kind of overall how cute to do. Seriously, that's such a heartwarming story there. Um, and honestly, completely unprompted, but so valuable to hear how not just the SEEDS community, but also CWC is helping to bring that confidence back. Um, I, I'm going to push back and say that this person probably is very good at their finances, just yes. didn't have the right <laughs> tools yet. Um, so thank you so much for continuing to, to join myself, George, Liam, all of us on this wealth journey. So thanks for, for continuing to share your challenges and those growth moments. Yeah, yeah. Glad you mentioned that, Leslie. Uh, go to the link in our Seeds podcast description. Share your experiences with us. We'd love to help you achieve your goals, celebrate you when you do, and keep learning about. A hundred percent. In the meantime, you can subscribe to Seeds to stay up to date with our community as we collectively pursue happiness. And lastly, shout out to George on the line here for weighing in on this side hustle feasibility, um, you know, self-promoted business, right? We we always love to chat with you, George. Uh, where can listeners keep up with you or follow you along your journey? Yeah, so um, my Facebook is actually what I predominantly use for my business. So it's like facebook.com slash George L uh, 1022 or uh, Instagram, George L 1022. Nice. We love it. George, so great chatting with you today. Everyone have a great rest of your week and we'll talk to you next Wednesday. Take care, George. Signing off. Thanks for having us. Have having me.